audio on. Welcome, this is Aisha, the black girl from Eugene. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I'm also simulcasting on uh, www.kepw.org, uh, Eugene local radio station. So welcome everybody. Um, I'm actually doing this on a different platform and I'm hoping that I can see you guys. Um, I actually don't know if I can. Um, I'm hoping that it just is normal like, and I can see you guys' comments and people who are here. So if you're not, and I don't, it's not on purpose, I'm doing something new. <laughs> so say good morning if you're here, good morning. Um, all right, so this episode or this segment, I, I guess, I'm not, I still haven't decided what to call each of these uh, little monthly, weekly um, uh, gatherings, get-togethers, conversations that we have. So anyway, I'm talking about Black History Month, this, this uh, segment. And to be honest, this segment is, uh, like I named it Black History Month, there's some ground rules. And there are some ground rules because today is January 31st and uh, as we know, Black History Month starts tomorrow, ends on, they say March 1st, but you know, technically uh, February 28th. And I think we need to talk about it because um, right now everybody, and I'm saying everybody, I'm talking about white folks, are super excited about black history and black involvement. I'm messing with my hair, y'all, because it's weird in this camera and it's just sticking out. Anyway, so people who are on my podcast, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyway, people who can see me, I'm sorry. It just looks wild. Um, anyway, so, all right, so Black History Month. So we're, we're like talking about this, right? And I'm, oh, I just can't handle it. So, and I am um, wanting to talk about just about some ground rules, right? Because, you know, us folks out here who are leading, who are talking, who are, are engaged, um, we're exhausted. And not to say that we haven't loved and we don't love and we all have not always loved uh, our own history and our own presence in this country, obvi, but when it comes to like being and being present and being able to just live your life is one thing, but when you're constantly in a barrage of people who are inappropriately asking you to suck dry all of your energy to teach them something that they could easily look up, is when it starts to become like wearing on your soul and wearing on your body and uh, wearing on the energy, just kind of taking out the energy. So I wanted to do, I wanted to go back in life a little bit, just let's go back and talk about Black History Month a little bit. And then from there, we could actually talk about where we uh, can go from here. And so I want to talk to you about like, obviously, like, you know, my name is Black Girl from Eugene. Black Girl from Eugene is a, is a statement in itself. So any black girls here from Eugene understand exactly what I'm talking about when I just have to say that phrase. It comes with a whole set of trauma, a whole set of a life experience, a whole set of, of living in, in such a close proximity to whiteness that it really, really skews quite a bit of your reality until you step out of this bubble and realize what the hell you've been missing or what you've been dreaming about or what you've been talking about. We've talked about this before, right? So from then on, you have to realize in when Black History Month shows up and you're that black girl um, in an all-white city or a black girl in a majority white city or a black boy in a majority white town, any of these things, this month is like a month of stress, right? Um, now, obviously, this month is not a month of stress. But because this month has been created to teach white people about um, well, okay, I'm not going to say that because that's not why it was created. That's what it has become uh, to white folks, to teach black folks, I mean, to teach white folks about black people and black history. Um, 
And, you know, in some ways you could interpret the way that it was created, that it was kind of like that, but I don't think that was the main intention. And we'll talk about that a little bit too. But anyway, um, so when you're a teacher or a facilitator or someone in charge and you're talking about Black History Month and you are not black, um, it's really important in this experience coming from my own is to not, is to not, is to seriously not focus in on the one or two black folks you have in your classroom. Like you just can't do it. Um, and so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my comments right now because I don't see any comments coming up and I feel like most of the time there are comments coming up saying good morning, hi, good morning, and I don't see you guys and so I'm a little concerned that I might not have it set up right. Um, so anyway, okay, so basically, please don't focus on black folks to teach you anything about this month. That's all I'm trying to say. Please don't focus on black children to, to, uh, to teach and to be an example in your class at this moment. Don't put it on their backs. Please do not go to your, to your uh, coworkers and say, hey, this is what I found out this month. Don't do that. It's in bad form. It's in bad taste. And it really doesn't say anything about you being any sort, sort of um, ally in any way. And so I want to go back and talk about where Black History Month actually came from. So Black History Month is not something um, that's even that's even like really old. It's actually really, really new. And I think that people um, don't realize that it's actually not even just celebrated in the United States. It's celebrated in other countries too. Not all every other country but there's uh, Canada, the UK, Germany, Ireland and the Netherlands all celebrate Black History Month which is pretty cool um, but Black History Month not become an actual thing until 1976. 1976 is when Black History Month became a month and it was recognized as a month by the president by President Ford but it was actually created the idea of celebrating black history um, for a week only one week and it was called Negro week was was created by um, a man named Carter Woodson and while he uh, was in Chicago and he uh, actually presented this idea um, he I the story of him, of him I have in pieces but I wanted to read a little piece about him because what I do notice about uh, Black History Month and that I cannot stand and I'm just sitting here like you know like I said ground rules is that you know let's expand ourselves a little bit in Black History Month right like can we I mean all due respect to Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. all respect but can we just expand a little bit on Black History Month and go to places that you don't do not normally go like learn about things that you do not normally know like Figure this out where it's where you can expand your horizons into acknowledgement of the wellness of the black community, not into the deprivation of the black community. Go to a point where you are not trying to find how black people survive, but how black people thrive. Like, and you know, it, this, it's not even hard to find. Honestly, it's everywhere. We are everywhere thriving. And so this is what um, I am going to encourage white folks out there to do during Black History Month. First of all, one, do not, do not add any extra commentary to any black leaders in the community. Don't do it. Already full, already tired, don't do it. But what you can do is expand your knowledge about the wellness of black community, the wellness of, of black thought, right? Let's get out of deprivation. Let's step out of saviorism and get into what we do best and what and, and understand where you where we have not been 
shining through, although we have been backing it up and creating it the whole time. So I want to encourage people outside of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King to find some other people to explore. Anything that you do in your private life that you love, black people were doing it too, historically. Just let you know. And a lot of it, you might discover black people actually brought to the United States or that black people contributed to it in a major way. So if you're a painter, go look at black art. If you're a wood, woodsman, go look at black explorers. I don't know, whatever you wanna do. If you're a dancer, clearly, look at black dancing in the United States. Look at our art form. Musician, you definitely should know something about some classical jazz. About that, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying, I'm just encouraging if you're going to do anything in Black History Month, let it be a self-exploration of your life and how closely in proximity was it to black success. That's what I am encouraging. Because when you, as white folks, as a community start to understand that black folks actually don't need help, we just need access, you'll realize how much time and that goes into what you love has already been cultivated by black community and then been re-articulated into something else. So I think it's super important that if we start to understand just how close in proximity our lives have always been, our history has always been, the excellence of blackness, then you will, as a community, hopefully try to approach this idea of anti-racism and racism in a different light. Not in a light of trying to understand black people and trying to be like, oh, we just want to help you because that's not appropriate. It's not the case. And it's coming sideways. It's coming from a different, from a direction that will not be helpful. Okay. So it's something that you have to recognize these, our community, these communities, BIPOC communities don't need assistance. They need access. They need a microphone. They need resources. We need to be, to have white folks decenter themselves to the side so that we can step forward and talk about what we've already created and you're already using. So that's what I'm trying to say. Let's re-articulate it back to the truth and back to the original thing. I am going to be talking fast. I hope you guys can listen quickly. So I don't really want to, I'm not sure that I'll take up the whole hour either. Um, so yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm reading comments and um, I love and miss you too, Macy. And uh, yes, I am here to give space. So, okay. Back to Carter Woodson. Carter Woodson was the person, was the man who created Negro Week back in 1926. 1926, it took 50 years before the state, the institution of the United States recognized black history um, month and created a whole month. Now, mind you, I don't know why, and I'm sure there is a reason. I don't really know why Woodson decided to create Negro Week in February. If someone knows that, please let me know. It is the shortest month of the it's the shortest month of the whole entire year. Everyone who um, has any opinion about Black History Month always talks about the fact that it's only in February. It's the shortest shortest down month of the year that we're going to celebrate Black people in. But Carter Woodson had one the second week in February, and he de deemed it Negro Week back in 1926. Uh, so from that point, 50 years later, the institution of the United States decided that Black History Month should be a thing and decided to make it a holiday, uh, make it a recognized month. Um, so I wanted to... Uh, I want to talk about just who we need to be celebrating and people want to know like what should we be doing all this kind of stuff look black folks we do what we do we do what we want i have never considered black history month something for me 
um, black history is 365 days a year uh, black living living while black being black women being black people 365 days a week we're constantly learning about things that we were t that was taken away from us years and years and years and hundreds of centuries of years ago constantly learning right we're learning how to reattach and redesign and re uh, confirm our own connection to the to the universe as a whole community as a black consciousness we are understanding and getting closer to as a collective how black consciousness actually works outside and besides and after trauma there's a there, you know some people they're faster than others but we're all moving we're all moving there so black history month does very little for the idea of the cultivation and the growth of black consciousness that's all i'm saying i appreciate black history month because we get to say we it's out there it's out there but what i really want to make clear about black history month and i really want to lay these ideas out is that black history month is for you white people is for you to expand your ideas and what i would really think that you should do is listen in this in this month to what you are missing right Try to decenter yourself. Exercise the decentering of your feelings and of what you think is right, and what you believe black people should be doing or how it should be heard or detoning and just listen to what is present for you, right? Listen to what is being displayed in this month. Watch it. Like I said, it doesn't have to be outside your comfort zone. If you're a nurse, look at the medical field. Look at black inventions. Look at black doctors. Look at pioneers in the medical field. If you're an engineer, boom black engineers all the way back to the back of time will you find the history of black engineers and really read about them from their perspective that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying so um i wanted to uh there's like i said this is going to be super short and sweet because this is just an, uh, a ground rule situation like please try not to lean harder what you can do what you oh sorry i'm getting messages okay what you can do is absolutely oh there goes my train what you can do is absolutely seek out black owned businesses seek out black education seek out black music seek out black art put your money towards it go watch it right be involved in a way that you have not been involved before be present be open support support in a real way support your hair products, support your clothing lines, so go to black hair products, go to black makeup lines, go to black suit tailors, I don't know, go to black glass blowers, go to black uh, anything in, this, in, this, in your community and support it. And support it in a real way, in an ongoing way. Black podcasters, support. This is the way that you can show how you believe in the growth and the wellness of the black community is that you will step out of the way of access and resource and you will actually be able to give and support show up learn something don't make it about you and just be present um so i have a comment from tyrone that says should white people find a new leader not malcolm x martin luther in their institution each week during february i mean that's a suggestion i think i mean i just look, look let me give you a list let me give you a list. I suggest earlier that not to forget about Dr. Martin Luther King, because obviously Dr. Martin Luther King is extremely important to our history. However, before Martin Luther King, we don't talk enough about Malcolm X, right? We, we, white folks have deemed Malcolm X evil 
and has deemed him you know aggressive and we need to like maybe learn more about that the black panther party we need to know more about the black panther party does anyone realize and recognize that they actually came up with WIC, women and infant and children's program that we still use today that gives food and uh for pregnant women and their children until the age of three i believe so i mean there are things about this community that are very present that we don't know about but let's go further let's say you know about jazz you really like uh, uh john coltrane let's go a little further than that what do you know about charlie parker right let's go outside what what white folks have said is the way to go and the deeming qualities of black history and go further into it that's why i'm saying we have to recognize that we have been conditioned to understand what blackness really is. And the conditioning is not coming from black people. We haven't had the power to do that yet. So right now, here we are is telling in our voices and in the ability to be heard that there is more to black history and there's more to black existence than what our own history books and what our own teachers and even our, pe our people that we believe and trust all of our lives know or are teaching. We still have our elders in the community. We still have uh, access to our history. Dig further than Dr. Martin Luther King. That's what I'm saying. If you're talking about activists, dig further than uh, than you know the people who who they give us to talk about in school and in college. Even it's very very narrow. There's so much more. There's so much available to us. And that's why I think if you go into your own personal lives and go, okay, I'm a potter. I I do pottery. Where, what, what in black history is about pottery? Man, you're going to go all the way back to the ancient Egypt uh, uh, history if you, go, if you follow pottery all the way back. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's not something that um, just is, it's not something that we should take for granted at this point where that we know. That's what I'm trying to say. The, the, uh, the United States history has been completely and totally whitewashed, which we, I think we recognize that by now, right? 2021, we recognize that our history has been whitewashed. And I am encouraging you in this month to just take the perspective, switch it out of the white narrative and go a little further. In everything that you do, you can find black history in it is what I'm saying. We're everywhere. We always have been. Credit has not been given. Recognition has not been given. That's why if you want to ever isolate and give a time to trying to find the truth about black history and where we've been in this country, in this country in particular, if you want to do it in a particular time, here's Black History Month for you to get deep, right? Here's Black History Month for you to get deep. So I have another comment. Um, it says, Count Basie and James Johnson uh, were among the first to put music and sound in the silence movie industry in the early 20s black history boom you're a theater buff music uh like i said engineering we're everywhere we're everywhere so i'm just i am just uh, encouraging you in this little time that i have with y'all today because i'm not going to take a whole hour is just to tell you that black history month is more than what people are letting you know right black wellness is more than what people are letting you know this, this comes from a place where what are, how are we deeming ourselves worthy in, this, in 365 days of the year? Black people, are we, compare, are we able to show up outside the, the ideas of oppression and just be who we are in our fullest and most capable and most authentic way? Or are we always battling oppression? Are we always trying to prove the idea that we belong in the space that they belong into as well? I don't know that that's what our healthiest moment should be especially as 2021, is that I think 
convincing other people of how strong we are or convincing other people that we have a legacy that's deeper than this, I think is a kind of a waste of our time when we need to be convincing ourselves that we don't know we no longer have to convince them that's what i'm trying to say we just need to show up but white folks who are trying to get into that ally space or white folks who are just learning about black history it's crazy important that you decenter. i can't say it enough i can't say it enough you have to bring yourself outside of the idea that you need to be taught a certain thing what you need to do is sit down and learn listen without having to say but what about but how about just listen to the perspective and the lived experience of wellness right because everything about black people is not about deprivation everything about black people everything about bipoc people is not about how we survived white supremacy there's a thriving that's happening there's a resilience that's going on there's a complete culture that is that is being created in spite of trauma learn that listen to that and when I say learn it, it doesn't mean I'm saying take it. It doesn't mean write it down. It doesn't even mean that you need to be the one recording it. It just means listen. There's value in it. There's value in the way that we are showing up and the way that we have we survived all of this trauma. We know something. And that does not mean that it's in response to white people. It's in response to our love and our joy. That's what I'm saying. We've created love and joy. To be able to be here tolerating this shit. I mean, let's just be real, okay? So, um, Black History Month. It's triggering for me, honestly, because I grew up in Eugene, like I said earlier, and I was always the black girl in the class where I swear to God, that meme, I, I, that meme, you know, when they're like, um, little Susie, you want to say what's going on? And they, they, of course, the black girl's name is Susie. And then they turn around and the whole classroom is looking at her and she's like, um, I don't, I, I'm here with you guys. I don't know more about my history than you're telling me, right? It's, it's something that luckily I grew up with in a household of black folks who were strong and who were knowledgeable and who were not um, washed brainwashed out with the, the with the white narrative of what blackness is right i had a very strong household so but i had to live literally biculturally that way white outside black at home so when i am at it at the school not only would they turn around and look at me like hey little black girl you're going to talk about all the slaves that were your cousins and act like you know everything about the slavery trade and blah blah and then i have to come back at them with all the blackness i know and then when i did have an answer for the the for a cultural responsive answer to their in their narrative of enslavement then they thought i was making shit up so it's one or the other right at this point if you have people who are knowledgeable and you have um, what you do, because now we've got the internet, we've got access to knowledge. Listen to what we're saying. Don't second guess it. Try to put yourself outside of the center of it and listen to the experience. You will learn something so deep. And this is even for black folks who don't have that access. We will learn more about ourselves if we take out the white narrative and just look at what's real. There is no real black and not real black, right? There isn't that. There's black consciousness. And we are in everything. We are in the pulse of everything in this world. The, the African diaspora is massive, right? We don't have to look at this in the narrative of white supremacy. We don't have to look at this in the narrative of what we believe, what we believe that can be passable right authenticness complete unapologetic authentic authenticity that's what we need right 
That's how we show up in a way for Black History Month that will show the truth in who we are. The, the real truth of it is, and I think all of us know, like all of us black folks and indigenous and, and people of color know that we, t we keep our truth inside so that we don't have, so it's not stolen, so it's not recreated, so it's not taken from us. But I think we need to see each other. I, want, I need to support my indigenous brothers and sisters like they need to support me. People of color, we need to see each other and we need to protect our, our histories for each other. And understand that when I see somebody taking over what I believe and what I know not to be authentically theirs, I will protect it, right? I will for each other. That's how I look at Black History Month. Let's, let's reach out and go, who's out here thriving? Who's out here doing the damn thing? Peace, let's do this. Let's create, let's support. Let's support. Black History Month is not about proving, proving authenticity. Mm -mm. We need to get out of that. Teaching internet, white folks. Teaching, pay people the money. Don't talk about whether or not it's worth it. It's what has not been given to you. It's what has been, has been um, hidden from you. You are in more proximity to blackness than you realize. And if you understand how black people work, if you understand the brilliance of black people for yourself, we know, but for you, understand how close blackness has been to you this whole time, it may shift your perspective on whether or not black people need your assistance or whether or not your privilege has gotten in the way. That's all I'm saying. So there's another comment here from Amy Fellows. Uh, my child, second grade Eugene teacher, lied when she tried to correct the false narrative. It's it's really it's really. Um, uh, I, uh, we'll go back to that in just a second. So Carlton Richardson, who is my daddy, said, "Imagine inventing a hunting stick, and when you threw it and missed the target, it came back. The boomerang, a black invention, right? More, more. Did you know that black folks invented the boomerang? Did you know that?" Did any of us know that? We should know these things. I'm just saying, if you understood how much black history is your present day, is your present everything you love and know, there might be a different perspective on whether or not black people are, are drowning needing your help, or is it because of something else, like privilege or white supremacy, right? We need to definitely look at the situation in a different perspective, white folks, please. That's all I'm trying to encourage and all the work that I do is to switch out and understand that you have a, you have an ear to a wall that is a lie, right? So this, these people, like what Amy Fellows just said, uh, she, she told a lie. Now, this is what I wanna believe because I'm rosy-eyed, rosy right? What I wanna believe is that these teachers were also taught in a Eurocentric point of view. They were, they were, teachers go to school, get their PhD from where? Anywhere that is not centering the truth around, uh, is not centering blackness and indigenous culture and people of color, is telling a lie. That's all I'm saying. The white supremacy, if that goes first, everything else is going to be a lie. Because you can't have white, white supremacy as a theory. You can't have white supremacy unless the other is, is deemed unworthy, right? Is deemed ne uh, needing assistance, is needing help, incapable of being, of taking care of themselves, of creating empires, of creating systems of e economics. Uncapable. It has to be in order for white supremacy to be what it is, right? So it's going to be a lie. 
that's my whole point. What I'm trying to go back to telling you is that black history is not necessarily history. It's very, very present. It's in everything that you do, it always has been. It's time for us to take off the, off the covers and peel it on back and look. Find the black in your history, right? It's there, we always have been. There hasn't been any white folks in this country <laughs> that hasn't been here without black folks too. Um, okay, so we have another comment. Uh, okay, Dre is replying to Amy. I'm sorry. My brother used to do the same in high school, and he was always sent out of the classroom. So then he dropped out and got his GED, and so he was done with public school system. You know, um, I think that a lot of people don't understand the trauma, uh, and that's a great comment, uh, the trauma of being black in these systems that are uh, continuously and constantly lying about our existence when we know it to not be true right um, and it's not even something that you have to know I mean as a little little girl you know it's not true when you're talking about the existence of black people stemming from enslaved people it doesn't make sense you're like well, how did they get enslaved? immediately the, you want to go to the defense right how did they get there why are they in that circumstance did anyone understand what they could do and what they couldn't do and all of a sudden all of the answers if you can't answer them directly it all boils down it all boils down to white supremacy. So during Black History Month, how can we take white supremacy out? I mean, that's the goal, right? I don't know what Latin History Month, when they decide they want to do their History Month, they, if, if they are taking out their, their, the, their um, lens of white supremacy, the problem is, is with people of color and indigenous folks and black people, is that we have lost the language languages that we came here with we have lost the connection to the land in which we were taken from so what we have had to create since then is a memory we have had to be able to to um, connect on a conscious level to something much higher than what's given to us we have been able to connect through our ancestry through our our family members through our telling stories through our um, through our matriarch right through our elders this is how we have kept alive. This is how we have kept our juice and our flavor and our authenticity. This is how we have done it. Black History Month doesn't change that. So what I'm trying to say is that what, what can we do in Black History Month to make it Black History Month is to, is to unwash the whitewash, right? And to make it as authentic as possible if we're going to celebrate it. Now, if white people are going to have Black History Month to understand and exercise black, and recognize black history, I would suggest you cannot fit it into 28 days. You cannot. Not if you are, un, if you are taking the whitewashed scenario off of it and just going straight into what black history is and everything that you do. What do you do? What are your hobbies? What are your, what's, your front, what's your business? What is your fun? What's your family into? Where is that all gone from? What do you do on the weekends? What do you do in the holidays? Guarantee you any of the things that you do, there's a black history attached to it. Tell me if there's not. If it's not based in, in, in white supremacy, get, matter of fact, it doesn't even matter if it's based in white supremacy. Black folks are going to be there. I, tell me, catch my lie. Tell me I'm wrong. I would love to know because I would love to go back and research where it wasn't true that black blackness, black involvement, black history, black love wasn't involved and wasn't taken and recreated for the greater good without putting the name on it. Now I can tell you right now there's many of us who are out here working with white folks at this very moment. Black History Month is coming up and we are going, oh my God, right? So 
what's happening is when we're out there and that and we're doing our job and we're working we have history right now we have complaints right now 2021 of ideas and and programs and things that we have created that have been created and published and out there being used without our name on it go back go back and look at the underwriters go back and look at the creators go back and look at the original um uh um formats black people are there i guarantee you i guarantee you and i i'm not even like worried about it trust me we need to unwash we need to un undo this whitewashing so i'm going back over here to history uh yes uh Fariel, my sister uh didn't start uh our history didn't start at slavery absolutely could not have started slavery right how does that work how would that work if enslaved people just started as enslaved people no that's not true right and i and i respect and understand the people who have been who have a, a hard time connecting to the idea of afrocentricity I, I, ha I understand it. I don't agree, but I understand how it could be hard to connect to it. But you got to understand our history didn't start here. How would that happen, right? How would that make sense? And, you know, um, sometimes we're doing those, like, DNA things. And my family has done some. Some of my family, not everybody. But um, I didn't do one yet. And I... So my sister did one, and she had a really high percentage of Irish. And I was concerned because I, I don't want to know more i i want to know where my ancestry lies in africa and i'm pretty sure it's west africa right um i know we have a big high percentage of nigerian in us um and i want to like understand that more but at the same time i want to understand what i have been told isn't true more than i want to understand what my actual like genetic makeup is i don't know if that makes sense but like i'm not sure that the genetic makeup matters to me based in in conjunction to my lived experience of existing as a black woman in the united states right so it's like ethnically i could say yeah i'm black and i'm i have irish in me and i have nigerian and i have all these things right but in the experience of being black in the united states like i have a whole nother thing to say so uh and this is based on a race which is man-made this whole idea is not necessarily based in an idea that that this is something that we've all agreed to. So this is my point. White supremacy actually is not a thing. It's, it's an agreed upon, <laughs> whether it was by force or not. It's not, it's not, there's nothing based in factual DNA with that, right? There's nothing there. So this idea, going back to Black History Month, it's kind of like, we have to agree to not continue the lie. We all know it's not true. Now, it really actually doesn't even take away from white folks when understanding the truth. We're just saying there's no supremacy here. We're all here, right? We're all here. We would like everyone to understand there ain't nobody bigger and better and better than anybody else. We are out here. We are out here surviving the world's largest and continuous genocide to date. BIPOC people are out here. Why don't we know more? White folks, you should be asking yourself, how come I don't know? That is the number one sign. And Black History isn't at all, a, Black History Month is not enough time. It should just be a reminder of what you continue to do for 365 days. It will tell you more about yourself. 
that will tell you more about where your, in, uh, your history has come from. Don't hide from the truth. Let's get to know what's really real so that we can actually see the contributions of each other and the way, the way that we've always worked together. So let me go back to the comments again. Ned, race is a human construct, no biological difference. Exactly what I'm saying. So is the construct of white supremacy, right? Um, and so, and I, if I'm skipping and missing um, comments, I'm sorry about that, but I am going through, you can all repeat it again. If I did miss you, I am just trying to uh, to just give another perspective to what to Black History Month. Um, the ground rules, like I said, don't don't go asking your black friends. Ground rules, don't don't go flooding people apologizing for what you didn't know before. Don't do that. Um, don't. This is a list of don'ts. Don't go talking to the people that you thought you may have said something after you've learned that you did something racist, and you go, "Oh God, I was I didn't mean to be racist," and now you're going to call on everybody and just everybody black, brown, and and uh, any other person of color and apologize for what you've done. Don't do that either. Um, don't. What I would suggest: don't go and find out what you've learned in Black History Month and blast it to anybody that you know that's black. We don't need to know that you're learning. We just need to, we don't need to know. We don't need to know. We want this to be about your ex exploration. That's what we want. What you should do, and I think I said it earlier, support black businesses. Support black people. Get out of the way if you know that, you're, that you are able to create uh, access to resources. Get out of the way, meaning create that access, open it up, let's be real. We ch change these policies. Take it out, rewrite it. It's not the. It shouldn't be the way it was two years ago. If it is, revisit it. This is what you can do for Black History Month. Defund anything that you know and understand is not supporting Black lives, in any form, in any form. And what I mean by defund, I actually mean take your money from there and go somewhere else. Find a Black alternative. Find an Indigenous alternative. I don't care. Just uh, take out. The, the, this narrative that it's only important to hear about Dr. Martin Luther King and know about I have a dream speech and then you can move on. This is a false narrative, right? I don't know how many times in this podcast I can actually say blackness is in everything that this country does. And matter of fact, it's not only this country, like I said before, the UK, Germany, Ireland, and the Netherlands are supporting Black History Month. Not in February, but they have a Black History Month. They're looking at their own relationship to blackness. That is what I'm encouraging you to do. Really understand it. If you don't have any black people around you, that's cool, that's okay. You're using black ideas, believe it. You're liking black music, trust it, okay? You're wearing some black designs, you're doing something that is of blackness. Learn about it. And then you can understand the proximity to blackness is actually stronger than you ever realized. I have another comment from Naima Richardson. Cell phones, light bulbs, street lights, aeronautical mathematics uh, uh, um, that allow space travel, supercomputers, kinetic energy technologies. The list just doesn't stop. A large amount of Edison's inventions were created by his slaves and he took the credit. Absolutely. I mean, this, the discovery of the DNA um, helix was of a woman, but they say that her assistants were all black. <laughs> I mean, right? 
Right? We're everywhere. We're everywhere. The, I, you can't do it in 28 days. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't do this in 28 days. This is a whole year-long, lifelong journey. And I think in order to deconstruct white supremacy, it's imperative that you do the work. It's imperative that you start to see the proximity to blackness. And you will start to under, understand what anti-blackness is. Because you will wonder and you will ask, why the hell didn't I see this before? Why didn't I know? Why don't we talk about it? Why don't we talk about it? Why is it an afterthought if a thought at all ever? You know, be curious. Be curious. Anyway, y'all, that's really all I have to say about Black History Month and the ground rules. You know, um, just understand we're all out here doing the best we can and we do it for 365 days all of our lives as long as we can live, right? As long as we breathe, black folks are out here being black. Okay, and that, and all I'm saying is that this is not the time to double down on on understanding black people through black people. This is a time for white people to do some really, really brave and courageous exploration into their own lives, in the proximity to blackness and what you don't know about the community. Right? We are going to show. We are going to put out our our information. We're going to do what we do, but just don't put any extra work on it. Okay, the ground rules. Right? Um, another comment from Carlton, who is my dad, says, uh, who was the first person to grow and eat a watermelon? <laughs> so, um, it's, I would love to know, and I would love to know, love to know, what do you do in your spare time? And if, and if you can figure out and find the, the black history in it, anybody in the United States, I would love to know. What it is that you do, and then who did you find in black history of what you do in black history that had pioneered it, it take, took it to another level, created it in the first place? Find out. Put it in the comments. Let's learn. Let's learn. I think it's a supportive environment to do so. This is where we do our talking. This is where we work. I just want to make sure that you don't lean on black people more during Black History Month. I'm going to put out a casting of protection around all of us who do the work at all times. We would love for you to join in, in March and have a newfound, a newfound understanding about your proximity to blackness versus our proximity to you. That, I think, would be really, really beneficial to our continued conversation about anti-racism. And by the way, I know that I said I would be in Costa Rica this Sunday and next Sunday, and I'm not in Costa Rica, and I'm not happy about it. And I'm not happy about it because, um, for one, the, I'm not in Costa Rica with my parents, and two, the person, the people we were going to stay with for the majority of the trip ended up contracting shingles and I just want to say and I hope that you are feeling so much better soon uh, obviously traveling within COVID is hard and I'm not trying to bring anything to anyone or they're not I'm not trying to expose myself to anything so I probably won't be in Costa Rica this month but what I will be doing is um, uh, probably taking a break next Sunday just to uh, give myself a moment in this very intense time uh, but I don't know I'm gonna figure it out this week I do have some guests coming up that are super exciting and that I really 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 want to have on the show so that they can express their experience moving into Eugene coming from black communities outside of Eugene and trying to figure out where they fit in this space, uh, Black History Month for me is going to be about our experiences. It's like Black History Month is every month. We talk about 
our experiences, our authenticity, and how we are surviving this level, this level of racism and this this huge jump towards anti-racism without people actually doing the work. This is an excellent time to do the work so that your ex excitedness about anti-racism work isn't performative, right? Let's not do that. Let's not get performative. Let's just, let's get real. And, and this is a great time for you to get extra real. Take extra time. You bought one book, buy two more. Make sure you're buying it from a black-owned store. That's all. All right. I'm going to do one more. All right. Shannon McBride says, here's a YouTube video that says, Dear Teachers, Do's and Don'ts for, uh, for Black History Month. Yeah. It's, it's imperative. It's imperative that you don't harm black children trying to make them stand up for their right to be black for 28 days in February. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, and matter of fact, it'd be great if you had more white kids doing it, right? It's like I said, it's super important that we switch this around, that we switch this around. You cannot be pro-black, you, you cannot be anti-racist or pro-black and just, and, and not understand that it's only for a couple days. You can't do that. Like you can't make it, important for 28 days out the month and the uh, 28 days out the year and then the rest of the year it goes to the back of the class that's what I'm trying to say about this you know the ground rules are really important this is about understanding how your proximity as white folks is to blackness not for black people to be able to speak for 28 days we're speaking 365 days this month is for exercise for white folks to understand just how much you don't know about black history and about, like I said, the proximity to blackness. What, ha what do you know about black people that hasn't been given to you by your white teachers or your white education system or your white morals about actual wellness of black people? We have another comment from Ann Rogers and Bennett Rogers. If you ever had an ultrasound or other imaging, then you should thank black medical researchers. Everywhere. Blackness everywhere. Right? The desktop computer, black dude. I mean, we just, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't understand how we can't morally understand, white folks can't morally understand how this doesn't add up right how it doesn't add up after february after black history month there should be white folks demanding a change in the in the education system demanding that that their children learn the truth about their history demanding that their children learn the truth about their science and their their art and their history and their uh you know languages demanding that their education become more centered around the truth versus the white whitewashed version that we all no, and are trying to avoid all black bipoc all of us trying to avoid in this tw next 28 days that's all i'm saying we're not here to be used for 28 days and then tossed on march 1st that's not how this is going to work right but we are going to continue to shine in excellence we're going to continue to be brilliant and bring us bring you everything that we have because this is who we are but best believe we're doing it what did i say 365 days a year all right i'm gonna go i am uh chilling out here i was listening to my black parade by beyonce before i came on and i was jamming y'all i was jamming for real um i was trying to give out some other names of people who you could 
people could study other than you know the basics um, putting aside Martin Luther King putting aside um, you know I'm trying to think of anybody else I, I just remember in school it was always Dr. Martin Luther King always 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 people have gotten a little bit better gotten a little bit further out but I still don't hear anything about jazz in school and black history Month. nothing about jazz I mean that is an American art form birth right here right Charlie Parker uh, Jacob Lawrence like that's an artist that anyone and everyone should know Elijah McCoy come on engineers that let's go let's go Augusta Savage another artist these are people you'd never hear of all you gotta do is Google origins Google black art Google whatever you want and put black in front of it and all kinds of things are going to pop up. All right. Let's go into Black History Month. Strong, y'all. Strong. Let's go into Black History Month. Open. Let's go into Black History Month. Willing. Let's go into Black History Month without ego. Let's decenter whiteness. That's all of us. Let's decenter white the white narrative. And let's look at authenticity. Let's show up in our most authentic self. Let's be unapologetic. If you haven't already, tomorrow is a great day to start. All right. It's been Black Girl from Eugene. Um, like I said before, if you've learned anything from my podcast, please support on Patreon. If you're looking for a shirt or a hoodie, hit us up on my website. Boom, boom, boom. Do, 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 do. That's my yellow, but I only have black available right now. Um, and black is dope. Just so you know, I have one with me. People on my podcast, I'm so sorry. Go to my website, blackgirlfromeugene.org, and you will see a picture of it. Um, here is the website. I mean, here is the sweatshirt. The back, boom, boom. And the front, boom, boom. Grab it at the website. It is so nice. It's so warm and so cozy. All right. I love y'all. I will talk to you next week. Bye.